0: This is Taiwan Plus on ICRT, your connection to stories that matter. Brought to you by the news team at TaiwanPlus.com.
1: Welcome to Taiwan Plus News. I'm Betty Chen. The inauguration of the Honduran president turned out to be an opportunity for Taiwan's vice president to speak to his U.S. counterpart. The brief exchange was the first time Kamala Harris and William Lai interacted on a public forum since they both took office. Harris has since said there are no plans for a further meeting. U.S. diplomacy around Taiwan is delicate as China claims the nation as part of its territory and any interaction risks angering Beijing. Bing Wang has more on Taiwan's diplomatic push.
2: Taiwan's Vice President William Lai receives a warm welcome from the Honduran crowd. He was in Tegucigalpa to attend the inauguration of Xiomara Castro, the first female president of Honduras. At Castro's inauguration, Lai and his U.S. counterpart Vice President Kamala Harris exchanged a brief greeting, the first time the two vice presidents have interacted at a public event. The Central American nation is one of Taiwan's 14 diplomatic allies. During her presidential campaign, Castro said she would switch diplomatic recognition from Taipei to Beijing, but later she backtracked on that position. Before leaving for Honduras, Lai expressed the Taiwanese government's intention to strengthen ties with the Central American nation. After meeting with Lai, the new Honduran president reaffirmed the relationship between the two countries.
1: to el pueblo de Taiwán por el respaldo, por el apoyo que nos ha brindado siempre. Hemos trabajado durante muchos años de la mano y esperamos eh, mantener esta relación.
2: Vice President Lai is set to return to Taiwan by the weekend, hopeful that relations with Honduras remain on track. Ricky and Bing Wong for Taiwan Plus.
1: The former Honduran president, Juan Orlando Hernandez, was a staunch supporter of Taiwan, but there were questions whether the ties would continue under Xiomara Castro's leadership. Michael Maza, a non-resident fellow at the American Enterprise Institute in Washington, D.C., told our reporter James Chater that he believes Washington had a role to play in ensuring Taiwan keeps its diplomatic ally.
0: Look, I, I think it remains a risk. Um, uh, a, a, again, I think lies attendance is, is a good thing, but I think that the United States has been instrumental here. Right. So in the lead up to the election, uh, U.S. officials made it clear that they hoped uh, Castro president, now President Castro would follow in President Hernandez's footsteps. He had um he had stood up to china's attempts to uh to intimidate Honduras or to encourage Honduras induce Honduras to switch relations um, and that public stance from the United States seems to have had an impact you know I, I think it's it's also notable that uh, American vice President Harris will be attending as well um, These are both good signs that um that Castro's decision to walk back that initial position may be sustainable. And
2: as you just mentioned, Vice President Kamala Harris will also be attending the ceremony in Honduras. Um, do you think there's a realistic chance Lai like, and Harris will have a chance to talk? And what, if any significance, do you think such a discussion would have?
0: The United States may one day have to send uh, send forces and its sons and daughters to help defend Taiwan. And, and the fact that Uh, American leaders don't engage directly with their Taiwanese counterparts. Um, To my mind, breaks faith with American citizens and with the American armed forces. Uh, It's time to establish a more high level dialogue. And this is a great opportunity to do that.
1: Taiwan's local COVID-19 outbreak continues to spread with the Central Epidemic Command Center reporting 27 new domestic infections and 44 imported cases on Friday. As several recent infections happened at restaurants, all eyes are on eateries and whether they will see new restrictions as the Lunar New Year holiday starts. Eric Gao reports that for now, indoor dining is still on the table.
3: To dine or not to dine, that is the question. With several recent domestic infections linked to local eateries, restaurateurs are worried about possible restrictions ahead of the busy Lunar New Year holiday season. For now, they appear safe. While restaurants are allowed to remain open, the government is reminding those planning to eat out to abide by disease prevention guidelines. More vaccines arrived in Taiwan Thursday morning. The 900,000 doses of the Pfizer-BioNTech jab came in the last shipment from the joint purchase by TSMC, the Yongling Foundation, and the Tsuji Foundation. Also on Thursday, Taiwan received its first delivery of Pfizer's Paxlovid, an antiviral drug used to treat COVID patients. Taiwan is now the second country in Asia to get Paxlovid after South Korea. There's also some upbeat news from domestic vaccine manufacturer Medigen. While the Taiwan COVID situation looks largely under control for now, local governments are making plans in case things get worse. It's not yet certain what this level 2.5 alert might entail, possibly more partitions, staggered seating, or maybe even an end to indoor dining. While the health minister has said the Central Epidemic Command Center won't raise the overall alert level until after the holiday is over, he has authorized local governments to make their own decisions. For now, he is encouraging everyone to do their part to prevent the spread of COVID so everyone can enjoy the holiday. Patrick Chen and Eric Gao for Taiwan Plus.
1: Taiwan's High Court on Thursday ordered Taipei City Police to pay a total of 50,000 US dollars to protesters injured during the sunflower movement in 2014. The 15 people were removed from the Executive Executive Yuan complex by police during protests against a proposed trade and services agreement between Taiwan and China. Thursday's high court ruling cannot be appealed by the police or the city government, but the protesters can still launch an appeal for a higher amount of compensation. Rick Gloward has more.
4: A violent moment in Taiwan's politics. In March 2014, students clashed with police in what became known as the Sunflower Movement. They stormed the legislature and other government buildings to protest a trade agreement with China that they said would leave Taiwan vulnerable to pressure from Beijing. The protesters saw the government at the time as being too friendly towards neighboring China, which claims Taiwan as its own. Journalist Brian Hugh was part of the movement. Again, as I
3: mentioned, young people were seen as soft and weak in the past, but then there's the view that shifted, that they were actually strong and capable, uh, willing to take risks for their future, and that they should be given opportunities for that, uh, to develop them and and allow them to to influence politics. And so I think that
4: was something that changed. But the police violence in 2014 left an indelible mark on the country. And on Thursday, the High Court ordered Taipei police to pay 50,000 US dollars to 15 protesters injured during an occupation of the executive
2: complex.
4: The victims of police violence will continue to fight for justice. But this small win is an indication of the seismic change brought about by the ugly scenes in Taiwan's halls of power. Members of the protests later formed political parties and won seats in the legislature or became government ministers.
3: But it's uh, I think then it points to how just protest, a small set of ideas or a small set of people, uh, if their ideas are ones that gain circulation, can win mass support in Taiwan. I think that is part and parcel of Taiwanese politics.
4: The court's decision to compensate victims of state violence may not be enough to bring about justice, but the seeds sown by the Sunflower Movement have grown a more democratic landscape. Damon Lin and Rick Lowert for Taiwan Plus.
0: What's up, Taiwan? I'm Andrew Ryan, and this is our Year of the Tiger Lunar New Year special. The question is, why am I hosting today? Well, there are two reporters on our team born in the year of the Tiger, and one of them, of course, is me, and the other one is Jaime Ocon. Hi, Happy New Year. What's up, Tiger? What's up, Tiger? <laughs> now, as you can probably guess, our ages are multiples of 12, so one of us is 24, and the other is 60. Hey, now, come on. All right. All right. Out of here. (laughs) Don't worry. He's going to be back in just a minute. But first, we're going to take you to one of the oldest streets in Taipei, Dihua Street, which is the place to go for your Lunar New Year decorations and gifts. Bing Wang is our guide.
2: I'm here on Dihua Street in the heart of Taipei's old town. And for hundreds of years, people have been coming to this market to get a little glimpse of Taiwanese culture and to stock up on holiday goods. And there's a little saying in Taiwan, how well this market does during Lunar new year is how prosperous Taiwan will be for the entire year. So let's go take a look. Walking through Dihua Street immediately transports you to Taipei's past. You're hit with the smells of herbs and dried seafood and bright colors of fabrics and New Year's decorations. And just like that, you've become a part of an annual tradition that's been around for centuries. Dihua Street is usually quiet, but just before Lunar New Year, the area transforms into the most bustling market in the city. You can get all of your holiday needs here. The shop owners showcase their goods right outside their stores, hoping to attract customers. The new year market officially launched in 1996 but the crowds have been coming in for generations people have been buying their goods from shops that have been passed down through generations of the same family shops like this one which sells things for your new year feast like fish and a variety of sauces the annual new year shopping spree has continued mostly uninterrupted until last year the pandemic forced the market to close and that was a blow to shop owners who rely on the big holiday earnings to stay afloat this year shop owners have gotten creative catering to customers who cannot come to the market in person even though more people are shopping online there's something irresistible about Dihua street and a run-up to the lunar new year it's- It is so, there are so many people. I love the decorations they put up. The entrance is like huge, just like really amazing decoration. So it's pretty, it's pretty cool. So what does my trip to Dihua Street tell me about the upcoming year? Even though people are taking extra precautions, they're coming here in droves, which means it will be a prosperous year of the tiger. Chris Ma and Bing Wong for
1: Taiwan Plus. Thank you for watching Taiwan Plus News. I'm Betty Chan. Stay safe and wish you a happy year of the tiger.
0: Thanks for listening to Taiwan Plus on ICRT. For more great stories from Taiwan and around the world, visit taiwanplus.com.